Every good organization, especially congregations, need a good stewardship plan. And what if I told you that stewardship is much more than money? That's right, you heard me. Stewardship isn't just about money, but about so much more. Well, we're going to be talking about that topic today. My name is Brad. Welcome to The Daily Lead. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are midweek. Uh, it's hump day today on The Daily Lead, and we are uh, halfway through our week uh, with our special guest, uh, Mike Ward from GSB Fundraising. They are our podcast sponsors, and once a month uh, for an entire week, we feature uh, GSB on uh, The Daily Lead, and it has been a great week so far. So, Mike, welcome back. It's been great to have you this week here on The Daily Lead. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really excited to be uh, walking this journey with you this week. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been a great journey, as you said, uh, this week. And now we're moving on uh, to talking about uh, a stewardship plan. And I think when people hear the word stewardship, I know for me as a pastor, I begin to cringe. I get this little bubblegut feeling a little bit. Um, and I think it's mainly because we've kind of dumbed down stewardship to just thinking about money. Um, and you're saying that it's much more than just about money. I think we know that, but I don't think we ever actually quite flip the switch on that. How do we flip that switch to think about stewardship as more than money? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you did. <laughs> so this is what we get called for the most. Uh -huh. uh, but but remember, we talked first about board and staff effectiveness. Like, right. Because if there's a lack of trust in the organization, people aren't going to give. If, exactly. If there's a lack of vision and direction in the organization, which we're going to talk more about next time, mm -hmm. people aren't going to give. Yeah. Um, but we have made it about paying the bills. We've made it about a financial. It feels like a financial transaction. Often. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I once had somebody say uh, to me, uh, I skip worship in the month of October because the stewardship drive makes me feel so guilty. Uh -huh. uh, we, by the way, we worked on that and and she was responding when I, I did a talk on stewardship and guilt. And by the way, I'm against it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the I come down on that. Um, but, but so, so anyway, there's a lot here. I want to start with a quote from Henri Nouwen and, and I, the quote is just right on target and, Folks who knew now and don't expect him to have much to say about stewardship and fundraising. Correct. But what he said is fundraising is proclaiming what we believe in such a way that we offer other people the opportunity to participate with us in our vision and mission. Too often, what we think is that we're hindering people. We're taking something from them by taking their money. Honestly, that probably happens when we don't believe that the mission that we're engaged in is transforming the world. Mm -hmm. And I believe the problem for that is we've lost language around this. Mm -hmm. We've lost the language that worship makes a difference in my life. By going to worship, I recognize that I am not God and I can lay those burdens at the feet of God and I can just be me. Right. 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 And don't need to be burdened down by all the things I continue to do wrong. I can leave that in confession. I can hear the forgiveness and I can live freely. 
but we've lost the storytelling around that. We've we have focused so much on what we don't have that that we we don't have the story of impact there, right? Right. Um, I, I'm not against youth groups going on mission trips. Like, I, I'm a camp guy. I, I think I think mm. there's a big place for faith formation in camp. But I think we've seen a trend in our country to mission trips because we can get the immediate story of where people saw God. Right. That's why that's why mission trips have gotten so popular. I, I think there's a place for mission trips. Um, and I think we gravitate to them because in so much other of our church life, we've lost the ability to see that. Right. Exactly. We, we don't see it in the faith formation lesson. We don't see it in the pastoral care activity. Actually, I think we do. We just don't talk about it. Right. We don't see it in regular worship. And, and I think what we need to recover is that story of God in the everyday. Um, that, you know, I, I think it might have been easier in the pandemic how important it was to worship, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we need to get back to that. Um, so we tell people in a stewardship drive, the steps to a gift are to inform, inspire, ask, and thank. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a step before that for other nonprofits. That's to identify who you're going to ask. Mm-hmm. But we're in the church. It's pretty easy. It's the people that show up on Sundays, you know, at least periodically, right? Mm-hmm. Form, inspire, ask, and thank. We're decent at informing folks are this, this is what we need, you know, next year there's a cost of living increase or, or whatever. That's all information. And in most of the churches I work with, they're good at information. We tend to help them a little bit without a, you know, put it out there, but they can get the information piece down. We need to inspire next because after that, we're going to ask if we inform and ask without inspiring, People think we just wanted their money. We need we need twenty thousand dollars next year. Will you help us with twenty thousand dollars? Financial transaction. All we're doing is asking people for money, right? And right. people think they just want my money. By yeah. the way, uh, same is true of people's time, right? Mm. We're specific needs volunteers. Will you volunteer for us? We just want your time. Like, well, what difference is it going to make? in my life? What difference is it going to make in other people's lives? Because I spend this time volunteering. What's the impact? What's the inspiration? Where is God in all of this? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we need to spend a lot more time inspiring. And I will tell you, like people call us all the time. We want a year round stewardship program. And by the way, we have two year round stewardship programs. You want to know what year round stewardship is that people think we're just going to ask all, t- all the time. We're not going to ask all the time. We're going to inspire all the time. We're, we're, go. Change the storytelling culture. Uh, my colleague Mitzi, her book Donor Arc is coming out later this uh, next year um, about our storytelling model. Because what we need to do is recover the story of God's activity in the day to day, and mm-hmm. that is that is the key to year round stewardship. Mm-hmm. Because what people want to give to is an organization that is vibrant, active, and alive. And the more we tell them that that it's vibrant, active, and alive. That by the time we're ready to ask again, people are going to say they're going to stop saying all you do is ever all you ever do is ask me for money. They're going to say instead, "Oh, I'm so glad you finally asked. I've been wanting to invest in that because back to Nowen's quote: if 
Fundraising is proclaiming what we believe in such a way we offer other people the opportunity to participate with us in vision and mission, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Camp life has been critically important in my life. My call to ministry came there. I met my wife there. I think faith formation happens in, in outdoor ministry better than anywhere else in anything else that we do. Hey, that's where my call started too. <laughs> but Brad, you know what I don't want to do anymore? I don't want to be a counselor in a cabin. Amen. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. My back couldn't handle it either. <laughs> my back can't handle it. And I like to go to bed at night. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Grumpy when I don't get my seven hours of sleep, right? right? Yep. But I give to the camp because I want to be part of that ministry. And, yeah. and as generous to the camp, I, I am part of that cabin group and, and the faith formation that happens there. I'm mm-hmm. living out what now and says, that's my opportunity to be involved there. And we need to do more of that in the congregation. So, um, but so we need to get into into your own storytelling. We need to ask. We need to thank. Um, I've I've seen congregations that they don't send thank you letters because people ought to just give it to us. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you can read the Bible that way and say people ought to just give it to us. But you know what? We ought to be grateful anyway. Um, we we need to be thankful people. Um, but the number one reason people don't ever give is that they're never asked. Okay. Yeah. And I believe I I mentioned in an earlier episode that 50% of our people are giving $30 a week or less. I believe that most of those people feel like they've never been asked Mm -hmm. because our messaging totally doesn't relate to them. So they figure if, cause, cause we say things like, Oh, we need help with our $250,000 budget. I don't have $250,000. So what difference does it make if they give you a $400 next year or $600. It doesn't feel like it makes any kind of impact and difference in the numbers that you're talking about. Correct. We need to talk on their level too. And, and so uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned in the first episode, the median Protestant gives away less than 1% of their income. Yeah. Majority of us are giving less than 1% of our, of our income away. If we were to, if we were to have a group of 50 people in a room and, and if I asked them all, how did you learn generosity? Probably 95% or more would say my family, right? Mm-hmm. Parents, maybe grandparents, maybe an aunt or an uncle, but but we would learn it in the family. The median Protestant is giving less than 1%. The majority are giving less than 1% of their income. And we learn generosity in the family. What lesson are we learning, Brad? Some people are learning generosity from and That's what that looks like, yeah. <laughs> And so if the church never talks about generosity, if Virginia Virginia had never told me that uh, she and her husband decided to grow by a percent a year and never quit, I would have never learned that that was an opportunity. My dad dad was a CPA. He once told me and my wife, we gave away too much of our money. Um, (laughs) So so I learned from her because she was willing to share. She wasn't bragging. I never knew what the dollar amounts were that Virginia gave. I learned that their generosity struggle included an outcome that they would grow by a percent a year and never quit. And they ended at 37%. That has been inspiring to me to this day. And if she had never talked about that, I would have never learned it. We've got got to have the conversation so that people can learn generosity, not from a shame and guilt perspective, not from a beating into their head perspective, but from Nowen's perspective, we are offering other people an opportunity to participate with us in our vision and mission. And that vision and mission is important. And therefore, it's okay to be generous according to your means, 
And here are some ways that you might grow. Right. 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 Uh, and so, uh, yeah. And from a leadership perspective, we need to stop assuming scarcity. Right. I'll admit there are times that I'm, I'm helping a congregation, mm-hmm. their annual stewardship drive. And we put something out there and, and sometimes I'll even, you know, pull the pastor aside or pull the stewardship leader aside and say, I don't think we're going to get this in the stewardship drive, but we're going to put it out there because it's the vision God has put on our hearts to lead into. Mm-hmm. If we don't get it in the stewardship drive, I've already got ideas as to how we might do this elsewhere, but people will at least begin to hear, we got a vision for God to do something more here. Right. Uh, and you know what? I've been surprised. I have, <laughs> I, have a, I have a client right now. This, I, I don't know the profile of, of all your listeners. I'm guessing this isn't the profile of the majority, but their goal is to grow by $8,000 a week this year. Wow. The $400,000 annual growth goal, right? Mm-hmm. I pulled the pastors aside and said, I don't think we're going to do this just in the stewardship drive. I think we're going to do some other things elsewhere but with only half the congregation having turned in their cards as of today when we're recording this podcast Mm -hmm. got over 6800 of that eight thousand dollar a week goal already committed oh my gosh participating and that's half the people who pledged last year so yeah we're on our way i have numerous congregations in the hundred thousand dollar range that have grown 25 or 30 percent in the first year running our program because they inform, they inspire, they ask, they thank, they share how to be generous in a way that makes sense to people so that people can say, you know what? If I grow by a dollar a day, it matters, right? Um, If you tell me you have a $250,000 need in money next year, a dollar a day isn't gonna help you that much necessarily. Like just, but if you need to grow by $500 a week next year, and I can do seven of that 500, got a hundred families around here. Maybe that makes a difference. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we need to talk in ways, the, the ways that we talked about stewardship in the 1970s, 1980s is still how we often talk about stewardship. Correct. Uh, tell people what our budget is and then, you know, ask them to give to it. Um, or worse, we ask people to give and then we tell them what the budget is. Like, um, no, you tell us what the vision is. Tell mm-hmm. us, tell us what's God's calling us to do, um, and and let us give to that. And by the way, I, I think one of a, a, a critically important thing to make sure we get on the table for folks today. One of the biggest threats in churches right now is our most generous donors dying, and or moving away. Mm-hmm. The the top ten donors in most congregations are giving a significant portion of that budget. Um, and so you lose a top donor and all of a sudden you're, you're in, in danger. My congregation one year, uh, my wife and I grew our generosity by the most significant amount we'd ever grown. Come April, they started to say how far behind budget we were. I said to my wife, why did we bother growing? Cause apparently yeah. we were, apparently we were the only ones, right? Yeah. Nothing could have been further from the truth. The, the reality is Ruth died. Ruth had been giving over $20,000 a year to the congregation. We were only behind for the year, like $8,000, like if you annualized it. We had actually risen pretty good. We just didn't quite meet Ruth. And the majority of 
households in the congregation had grown their generosity. But the message we got was we're behind. Mm-hmm. We never celebrated that 65% or whatever it was of households had grown in their generosity. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to be the only generous person in my congregation. I, I will tell my pastor that. In fact, I have. <laughs> But I am happy to do my part and I will join others in generosity. And there are times that we will join others in extravagant generosity according to our means, but I don't want to do it alone. And the value of the church is that we do this together and we do it best when people are informed, they're inspired, they're asked, and they're thanked. And again, Brad, just a shameless plug, more of this is in my book, Abundance by Fortress Press. Um, if anybody cares, so uh, just well, to kind of, well, out well, I care. So <laughs> yes, everybody, head out and uh, grab a copy of Mike's book, Abundance. Uh, you can find it at Fortress Press, um, by Fortress Press, and uh, uh, it. Uh, I, I've got it. I've got it here on my shelf. Um, I've read it. It's 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 an excellent book. I, I knew Mike was going to be coming on, so I had to do my due diligence and uh, do my homework, but, uh, and now it's helped me as a pastor see things differently. And another shameless plug, GSB fundraising, stewardship for all seasons. Um, uh, I have heard amazing, amazing things from my fellow colleagues um, about that program. Um, Mike, you just want to do a little, little 30 second plug for, for stewardship for all seasons real quick uh, as we wrap up. The Stewardship for All Seasons is our year-round stewardship program. It's kind of our flagship program on that. Congregations tend to grow revenue by 15 to 25% in their first year in that program, um, where we do walk you through informing, inspiring, asking, thanking, and then and then some deep dives into other areas like storytelling and, and some of those things. Uh, we typically offer that in a cohort model, so you're not just learning from us, but you're learning with colleagues. And sometimes you think we say something and, well, that would never work in a parish. And somebody who did it the year before will tell you how well it worked in their parish and and and, and happened. So, uh, yeah, we and we run those cohorts all over the country. So we can we can, by all means, get people into those uh, as they wish. We tend to st- launch those in, in April and May. Um, so it's probably a decent time to start thinking about that and reaching out to us about that. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. And thanks for your time today on this important topic of just getting to us to look at stewardship just a little bit differently. Uh, It's been very helpful. I know for me just listening um, here today as well. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, Glad to have you on the Daily Lead. Um, Again, head down and hit that subscribe button. And uh, please, if you have just a few seconds, leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. That just helps move us up in the algorithm just a little bit easier and helps other people find the podcast easier as well. And as always, if you found this topic helpful and you know of folks that uh, need to hear it, please take some time and share this episode with them, text message, email, social media, however you can. Um, and that will allow us to have better visibility out there as well. Well, as always, The Daily Lead is a podcast of the lead organization. Lead is a nonprofit organization that helps leaders connect to one another in order to learn and to grow. They also help congregations connect to their communities. Uh, They have the lead journey, which is a congregational transformational process. They also provide coaching. They help you find your values 
just all sorts of amazing tools um, that they have at your disposal. So please head on over to leadconnects.org. That's leadconnects.org and see all the amazing ways they can help you as a leader in your congregation learn and grow. And as always, thank you to our sponsor, GSB Fundraising. As you've heard, if you need help in the areas of stewardship, capital campaign, fundraising, they are your people. So head on over to gsbfundraising.com. That's gsbfundraising.com. And they'll be glad to help you out. Well, until tomorrow, everyone, take care.